There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Fuck the prime time, bitch. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Horror Thoughts. I'm Scott, and I'm with my co-host, Sean, where we discuss all things horror movies. And today's topic is one of the most subjective and potentially controversial. We are talking best and worst sequels. Sean, I'm so excited to hear your list. I have a feeling I'm more excited to hear your worst sequels list, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's one that I know for sure we have in common. If I was a betting person, you think so? Oh, oh, yeah. I, I bet it's my number one. I, I, when I wrote it down, I thought of you. So I, <laughs> I bet we do. Um, we'll just dive right on into it. We'll, I want to hear your, I'm going to start with it. I want to hear your worst, your worst, worst sequel. How would I word it? Your best to worst of your worst sequels. That's what I want. Okay. You want to just go through the whole list or do you want to do one at a time? We can go one at a time. Okay. So in my top five worst sequels, the least bad, so number five, um, (laughs) I put Hannibal. Really? Um, Yes. Hmm. Silence of the Lambs, I think, is one of the greatest movies ever made. And every attempt to make that a series or a franchise, I think, has been embarrassing Hannibal is not the worst of the series by far. Um, that would go to Hannibal. Is it Rising or Rises? I never remember. I've never seen it. It is It is my least favorite movie ever made. But that's a prequel, so I decided that it didn't count. So maybe I just put Hannibal because I wanted to complain about that movie. But I think Hannibal's really bad. Some of that is obviously due to Jodie Foster not coming not coming back. Um, as much as I like Julianne Moore, it's just, it's not the same dynamic. And it's this weird combination of being really, really boring and yet just un, unbelievably silly. And it's that weird middle ground where I can't get into it, but it's also the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it's a really piss poor sequel to a great movie so i yeah i liked Han- I, I mean granted it's been years since i've seen it but when i watched it the first time i never had it didn't even cross my mind to put on either of my lists it was kind of just like a middle of the road sequel i i really think about so that was interesting um my worst five was kind of tough because I, there's so many franchises with a lot of not good sequels that made it kind of tough so I tried to stay away from those as much as I could, but I had to put, I guess as my number five, because I couldn't think of another one, to be honest, I had to put Nightmare 5 as my best, mm. the worst five, even though I'm sure there's plenty of worse sequels out there. I just couldn't think of them. But Nightmare 5, it's just so forgettable for me of all the Nightmare series. I don't. I hardly remember. There's there's clips of it that I can remember because I've seen it so little because I just I, I liked that. I know Freddy's dead is usually where people put their worst, but I 
I understand what they were going for in that one to be kind of hokey and comedy and kind of ridiculous and Looney Tunes like where he's pushing the spikes into the road and all that stuff. Yeah. So I kind of accepted that for what it was. Nightmare five had a good start to it. I liked the premise of that. There could be this child and it can, and then you're seeing the dreams of your child because you are one with the child. And I liked all that things, but then just as far as execution went, especially compared to the other nightmares, it just started to fall off so quick as that movie got started and it never picked up. And then they had the ridiculous running up the, the MC Escher stairs and all that. Yeah. So there's probably worse sequels, but I couldn't think of a number five for the list. If I went and sat and watched all the Halloweens and all the Friday, <laughs> I could probably pick one, but just sure. cause I like the nightmare series so much mm-hmm. seeing five is kind of, kind of disappointing. So I guess I, I'm going to have to make that my, best of the worst yeah um that's funny because for me i think dream master is a little worse than dream child there's some stuff in dream child that i kind of like but i agree it doesn't work it doesn't come together and so for me that'd probably be the second worst of that series um so my number four is from the halloween series um my number four pick is halloween the curse of michael myers is that Um, the paul rudd one i always get the titles confused okay yes that's the paul rudd one (laughs) um i think that movie is just abysmal either version the producer's cut is stupid it's a bad story premise i don't like it i hate the cult i hate michael being mind controlled by this other entity that's not interesting i hate that they raped jamie lloyd and had her give birth to michael's child that was gross and weird and i don't get it and there are no compelling characters it's really flat really boring the theatrical cut is slightly better in that they ramped up the gore and the pace but it also makes absolutely no sense given all the cuts and reshoots that movie went through. And it is a movie that gives me a massive migraine (laughs) every time I watch it, which is not often, but every time it physically hurts me. So that had to be on the list. (laughs) Yeah. I've only seen that one once and it was years ago and I've never seen it again. So I guess that sums up how I feel about that movie. Yeah. Smart decision. (laughs) That movie blows. It's it's a shame because I love Paul Rudd too. And I forget that it always slips my mind that he was in a Halloween movie. And I'm like, ah, I don't watch that one. That's probably why I don't remember (laughs) it. My number four, it kind of encompasses a couple movies, but I have to say it because you're talking about physical pain. I wouldn't say it calls me physical pain, but there's so many times I'm looking at the screen going like, that doesn't even make sense. And that's anything after Saw 3, dude. (laughs) I mean, Saw 3 is a... Saw 3 is a stretch. Like, Saw 3 is all right. It's fine. I really love the first one. The second one was kind of cool. I probably like the third one better than the second. Then after that, the the plot becomes so convoluted with this guy is covered for that guy, but Jigsaw's dead, so but this guy. And, and the whole time I'm watching it, my wife decided one weekend she was going to sit and watch the entire Saw, Saw theory. She's got a lisp, a Saw series. <laughs> And I started to sit back and watch 
the later ones and I was pointing out, I don't have them off the top of my head, but I could point out so many plot holes almost immediately. They'd be doing something like that doesn't make sense. Why would they be doing that? If that happened in the last movie, that's that doesn't even make sense. They're just making this an excuse to try and make more things gory and brutal. And I like, I like gore movies and stuff like that, but don't try to, justify and church up your gore in your movie by having the most ridiculous path crossing plot line that's impossible to follow to the point i haven't seen the new spiral i don't know i haven't even looked at reviews for it i have no idea because the saws got to the point where the acting got so bad and the plot line got so ridiculous that i just they were a one and done i could never watch them again because they they frustrate me no saw movies are on my list um but I think a lot of that's just because I have no attachment to Saw. So if a Saw movie's bad, I'm like, well, that was a Saw movie. <laughs> no, because I'm just not into that series at all. Yeah. Um, so my number three is Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Yeah. That movie is <laughs> something else. Um, somewhat indescribable. Um, I'll give that director credit for trying something. Um, A for effort and creativity does not mean it works. Um, I almost unwatchable movie. Um, a couple years ago when my little sister and I first moved into our place together, we did this big Friday the 13th marathon. We just watched all of them because her and my little brother had not seen all of them. They had only seen bits and pieces. We did not make it all the way through Jason Goes to Hell. Um, we got about halfway through and <laughs> we turned it off. I fast forwarded it to show her the cool ending with Freddy's glove coming out of the ground. Um, <laughs> other than that, we we couldn't sit through it. Um, man, I don't even know what to say. The movie, honestly, like it stupefies me. Like it's a movie where I just, I don't, I don't, I can't make heads or tails of it. I think it's really, really bad. Easily the lowest of that series. Because at least Jason X, you can have some fun with the silliness and the over-the-top nature of it. I don't know what Jason Goes to Hell is even going for. You uh, you think Jason takes a boat ride and kind of meanders through Manhattan is better? Um, that movie is better to watch with other people. Fair that enough. is a weirdly fun party movie. Cause you can sort of just sort of like in that, you know, ripped tracks kind of good natured ribbing. I can kind of get into that. That movie sucks <laughs> and I hate it, but I would rather watch that than Jason goes to hell. Interesting. And it, even when Jason takes Manhattan, like he punches a dude's head off. That's cool. That's <laughs> worth it. Give he me a best ta- shot. He takes that girl's guitar that kind of looks like Vinnie Vincent bangs her head with it. That's cool. Which one is the one? Cause they all run together where he's uh they're on like a roller skating rink almost and he it is a roller skating rink and he grabs the girl and throws her he kills her and throws her so lifelessly across the roller rink do you know what movie, do you remember which one that is i'm if we're thinking of the same scene is it an asian girl yeah that seems like a, that's jason takes manhattan that's okay. a scene on the boat i don't think it's a roller rink but i think it's some kind of like dance room. yeah dance there are something. like lights going off yeah yeah that's okay. jason takes manhattan that's a, all right. Now that I've said that, yeah, hell is worse than Manhattan because that <laughs> that kill is that that stunt actress. They, it, oh my god, it's so brutal. She just smacks the ground. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
I'll agree with you. Hell is worse than Manhattan. Uh, my number three, and this is kind of an odd one because I don't like the series that this, I don't like any film in this series, but this Whoa. one in particular was so horrible that I couldn't handle it. And it is Annabelle from the Conjuring series. <laughs> I saw the Conjuring. I thought it was not a good movie. I saw, I don't even know the orders they go in. It's like Conjuring, then two, then Annabelle, and then there's the nun, and then there's some other shit. And there's a release order, and then like a story order. Yeah. It's like, I'm confused. (laughs) I can't keep up with it. So I remember getting, I saw Conjuring, it sucked. Saw Conjuring 2 or whatever, didn't like them. And so Annabelle came out and everyone was saying, it's, dude, you got to see it. It's way different than the other ones. It's going to shake you up and stuff. Like, dude, I didn't like the other ones. I'm probably not going to like this one. They're like, no, I'm telling you watch annabelle i hate that movie there's at least the conjuring has certain things about it that you're like i get why people like it annabelle in no sense of a film do i enjoy that movie by any means i don't understand it's it's a it's a it's a fucking doll like it's not like a chucky doll like at least it's a possessed doll so i i get i get the story of it but it's so dumb. Like there's a part <laughs> where her kid is sitting in this room and all these books are flying off the shelf and they're like going to hit the kid and the mom's like trying to get into the room, but she can't. And so she's her kid is being attacked by a demon and her best defense is to look under the door and watch it happen. I'm like, go ki- axe the door down. What are you doing? And then the Annabelle doll just falls right in front of her face. It's like, this is, this is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I, and I've never seen another Conjuring series movie since then. I'm sure they're all just terrible. Or that that Curse of La Llorona, whatever, is made by the same people. It was a very bizarre, sneaky one where it's part of that universe, but they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So it was like a twist. It was also it was also horrible. So they I didn't they did good. They didn't mm-hmm. have to tell me it was a part of that series for me to know that's who <laughs> made that movie because it was that bad. I oh, it's horrible. But that's my number three. I saw the first Conjuring back when it was new and I didn't really care for it. I didn't hate it, but so I never bothered with any of the others. Yeah. It's not worth it. The biggest scene that everyone was so scared of was that one part where she's like playing hide and seek. And then the hands come out and like clap behind her. And I was like, that's, that's what we got to offer for this movie. (laughs) That's the scariest thing we got to offer is someone clapped. Hate that movie. Um, So my number two is similar to whatever number your saw was um, where it was a group of sequels in a series my number two is any hellraiser sequel past three um hellraiser very tragically became a direct-to-video series and the way that the weinsteins operated it um was that they would just acquire shitty horror scripts slightly have them rewritten to have a pinhead cameo or maybe a couple scenes with pinhead slap the hellraiser title on it and then fart it out onto dvd and they are all abysmal it's a waste of everybody's time and i hate them i've never seen any hellraiser sequels at whatsoever i've i I'd see them all the time on like Netflix and Vudu and Tubi and Crackle, whatever, whatever off rate streaming yeah. service you want. I've seen them all on there, but I've never watched them. 
Yeah. Very bad. It ties into kind of like you see Children of the Corn, and then you got yeah. 900 spinoffs. Of also, it. the Weinsteins. Same people. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Halloween was going to go the same way because they acquired Halloween before Curse of Michael Myers. So they came in before six, acquired the rights and took it over. Halloween six did so badly that and was terrible because of them, because they're terrible at their jobs. <laughs> um, and Halloween was going to go that direction of just being direct to video schlock until Jamie Lee Curtis expressed interest and in coming back to Halloween and then H2O happened. So if it wasn't for that, Halloween would be in the same boat. Man, that'd be crazy. Could you imagine a whole bunch of Netflix direct to streaming Halloween's right now? That'd be it would, nuts. It would all be that foreign crap. They would have just kept on with that. They would have went. They would have made a show on MTV called The Thorn, <sighs> and they would have had a a whole. Isn't it weird that Halloween is the one of these slasher series that hasn't had a show? That's Freddy that's had true. one. There, I mean, there was that Friday the Thirteenth one, but Halloween they haven't gone there yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> There's always time. My number two is uh, it was so disappointing to follow up such a good movie and it's strangers to pray at night. I, it was so disappointing. The first strangers took everything that terrifies me in a movie. Someone being in my house and me not knowing it is utterly terrifying. When I, when I see things like that, the fact that they were killing just to kill terrifying, they have no motive. They just want to. And sometimes that's all the motive you need. That's that's all it takes is someone just wants to kill. And so they do. And that whole movie, you're stuck in this house and they're playing music and taunting you because you know they know you're stuck in here. And it just and I saw it in the theaters when I was a kid. It freaked me out. Then the second one came out and I was out of I was a couple of years ago. I was older, definitely, and I was so hyped. I said, Man, it's gonna be another one of these. They're gonna go torment people. And they did a thing where the the writer and director essentially just took the likeness of the strangers almost and kind of made their own thing out of it, like an homage to 80s, like a Jason or a Michael Myers, to where they, rather than being these people who just kill, they became these superhuman beings that it didn't make sense. Like he would get, he would shoot him and then he would get in a car wreck and he'd have glass through his heart. Then you'd blow the car up and set it on fire. Then he would drive after him and chase him while it's on fire. Then he'd get out of the car and grab him by. It's like, that's not, that defeats the entire purpose of the first one that made them human. When you make them superhuman, they have a scene in it where he's chasing down a guy in a pool for 45 seconds to stab him in a pool. They're just running hip deep in a pool, moving this fast. It's like, it's, they, I got what they're trying to do was to make it a, an homage to the eighties, but to, for those characters, it just was not the right move. And I despised that sequel. <laughs> yeah, I never saw that um, because I just saw no need for a Stranger sequel. We talked about this. Did we just talk about this ourselves or was this in an episode? I don't know. Like complained we, about this movie before. I've definitely complained about this movie to you. I don't know if it's been an episode. Okay. So my number one. I bet we have I'm the same. Is also yours. Um, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. Uh, what is it called? Next, Next generation. generation. The new oh, is yeah. it Next Generation? Okay, I just completely blanked on the title. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, like Jason goes to hell. It's a movie that I just look at and go, like I don't even know what to say sometimes because <laughs> it's just so astonishingly just a movie that you watch and you just go, 
I probably wouldn't be able to make a great movie, but I know not to do that. And that was clearly a bad, and like, oh, it's so terrible. Oh my God. Is it ever? It's just the set again. I think we've touched on this before. Uh, I don't know if it's been on a show or not, but I remember watching that as an eight-year-old because I had seen like the classics of The Omen, Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw, the original, all these. And I was a kid and I put on Next Generation. I was looking through my DVDs. I found it. I was like, oh, Texas Chainsaw, scary, Leatherface, put it in. I didn't finish it as a child (laughs) who's scared by everything. It is awful in all senses of the word awful. There's nothing good. The only thing good is how unhinged Matthew McConaughey goes for 25 minutes. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's... And, like, at first it's just, like, a just a really, really bad, just kind of generic slasher thing. That, you know, all the staples of that, poor acting bad pace it's always kind of obnoxious and then they throw the illuminati at you and i don't even know what to do with that (laughs) i love the mechanical legs for whatever reason they're like we need that in there of course (laughs) obviously we need matthew mcconaughey just everywhere he goes man if we get enough listeners and viewership we need to do a live watch party of that movie we'll put it on we'll all watch it together (laughs) only if we do kiss me to the phantom of the park too done (laughs) If we get, we need to get a limit. If we get enough subscribers and downloads, we will do a watch party and we will watch. <laughs> we will watch. Let's see. Let's, let's take a, a couple. So, Kiss Meets the Phantom, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. I'm trying to think of a couple. It could be a monthly thing where we just, if you're a Patreon member, you sit down huh. and you can do a horrible movie watch party. <laughs> that would be awful. Well, now that we got through my the more curious list of worst, diving into best sequels, I have a quick question before I start. Would Freddy versus Jason count as a sequel or no? Before I, I would count it as a sequel. Perfect. Okay. So then let me reorder my numbers there. <laughs> Honorable mention for me. And this, I don't even think you, this, can, <laughs> this can count as a horror movie, but I'm putting it as my honorable mention. Okay. Scary movie too. I <laughs> I love that movie. I saw it when I was a kid and I thought it was hilarious and it's got a nostalgia thing for me because it was sure. I was coming into all these horror movie elements at one time and then I got to see this movie where they put them all together and made fun of them and as a kid I thought it was the funniest thing. That exorcist scene where she spins her head around and the priest just goes in and goes fuck that and walks out kills me every time i'm like that is the most accurate response to what i would do if i walked into a room (laughs) and saw a possessed girl spinning her head around i'd be like i'm out peace the nostalgia (laughs) the humor i don't i i count it as a horror movie because it makes fun of horror movies so scary movie too is my honorable mention yeah um you want me to go into my Number yeah. five, I guess, because I yeah, don't have another little mention. Yeah, you can go into your um, five. Uh, scary movies. You know, I enjoyed those <laughs> first two. You know, as a kid, I think I, at a certain point, that hu- some of that humor stopped being funny to me. Yeah. But some of the jokes that are specifically about the movies are still very funny. A yeah. lot of their I Know What You Did Last Summer jokes crack me up. Like, I can't watch that movie and not make those jokes. <laughs> like they, the, they really had some good material for that movie 
They really did. The first one where they make fun of Scream the whole time, and I know what you did last summer. Yeah. A, yeah. It's a it's definitely a nostalgia thing, not something I uh if they came out they're like scary movie eight or whatever the hell they're on now, I probably yeah. wouldn't go see it. But at a certain point, it felt like they stopped being about scary movies. Like, I remember one of them was like War of the Worlds. Yeah, that's the fourth Parody, one. I didn't understand that. It was all slapsticky after that, more yeah. so than. Well, they got actually... rid of the girl at some point, and she was a lot of what held that together, I thought. And yeah. They kind of ditched her at a point. Um, their ring jokes were really funny. The ring <laughs> is very easy to make fun of. Yeah. So the ring stuff in three was very good. And yeah. s- okay, so and maybe I'm being nicer to three because the sign, the signs jokes are really good. Sorry, this yeah. is just a scary movie episode now. Yeah. Um, so my number five, so the least good sequel in my top five um, is a weird one. Um, it's Happy Death Day to You. Um, the reason it's on this list, I loved the first happy death day it was a big kind of surprise for me because I saw that trailer and went, that's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. It was just, you know, the idea of groundhog day as a slasher, for some reason seeing that in the trailer just didn't work for me at all. I love that movie. I thought that movie was so good and I didn't need a sequel to it. And the complaints that I saw thrown at the first one was stuff that I thought was kind of, dumb to be not nice about it um i saw a lot of people complaining well how did she get stuck in a time loop and i don't get complaining about that stuff because like because it's a cool premise for a movie and so many of these series they went wrong by trying to explain the thing you know halloween the curse of michael myers well how does michael have superpowers oh he's a part of a cult yeah and there's a tattoo on his wrist and there's a constellation in the sky you know, when Jason Goes to Hell tried to do that with the weird worm thing or yeah. whatever that movie was about. And so the idea of a Happy Death Day 2 explaining that kind of stuff that didn't need to be explained had me really worried because this movie does not, Happy Death Day 2 does not need to exist in any shape or form. And so it's on my list because I ended up really liking it. Um, it's a movie that I don't think should exist. Um <laughs> And yet it still works. Like this character, um, I think Tree is her name, uh, played by Jessica Roth, is just so compelling and so much fun to watch that it's a really enjoyable thing, even when it's doing things, when the movie is doing things that I just don't like in sequels. And it's just the weirdest thing where I'm really sucked in. Even when I'm like, no, I wish you didn't do that. Yeah, I never saw the first. I've never seen either of them. My wife said I'd love them if I actually put them on and watch them. And they, I'm sure I would. I've just, I've never tried them. It seems interesting. And as you know, as far as to touch on what you're talking about, how they want to explain, well, why is she stuck in a time loop? It's like you don't need answers for everything in a movie all the time. And sometimes it's good to just have a movie. Like very, you can be very Hitchcockian about it. Why are there birds everywhere? I don't know, but they're fucking everywhere. Because it's creepy and, and it's terrifying. It's the premise of the movie. Yeah, why are there why are there a hundred thousand birds? I don't know, but if there was, that would be terrifying. You don't need a reason. You, it's just it is. And what would be satisfying? Oh, um, there's like a gl- global warming. Yeah, so they all flock wow. to one town. Yeah, movie's be like, better now. 
thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, no, there's there's almost something more creepy about not knowing why you're in something for certain movies. And with Happy Death Day, like it's creepy to just if you know why you're in a time loop, you can justify it. But if you just keep waking up, you're like, what in the fuck? You don't need an explanation. That's what makes it creepy. Uh, my number five would be. It's, again, it hits more of a nostalgia thing, but Final Destination 3. And I'm sure most people oh. are expecting to hear probably two. Or is it is five the other one that people really like? I know I really like five. Yeah, okay. I knew there's one that people really like, but mine is three. And it is all nostalgia without a doubt. I really enjoy the first one. And the only thing I can honestly remember from the second one is the aggressive car wreck scene. Uh, that, that one sticks in my mind. I can't forget that one. But in the third one, it's where they go on the roller coaster ride and it falls yeah. off. And it's ridiculous that a roller coaster went off the tracks because of a camcorder <laughs> strap yeah. hitting the track. That would not do that at all. You could have a whole camcorder on it. It wouldn't knock a, <laughs> a roller coaster off the track. But it's it's kind of cheesy and hokey at times. But when I, at the time I saw it, I was probably 10 or however old I was when it came out. And... You're, you get to see, like, I will not go in a tanning bed to this day. I will not go in a tanning bed because to watch those girls boil their skin up was just awful. And it was so, I think what struck me the most about that is being 10, 11, 12, whatever. You're at the point where you're like, there's boobs. Yeah, this is awesome. Naked girl in a horror movie. And then all of a sudden, within 45 seconds, you are just gruesome and horrified because they are charred. Or the guy doing weights and he cut the the swords cut and it cuts the, the weights he's moving. So when he closes it, it smashes the weights on his head. Yeah. Oh, I, the nostalgia for that movie gets me every time. I, I really do enjoy that movie. If I if I watch them objectively, it's probably not the best. But the way I feel when I see it, I'd have to make that my number four sequel. Yeah, I definitely have some nostalgia for that one as well. I remember being on TV quite a bit. Um, I think it's definitely the most memorable of that series. Like I can just recall so many scenes and maybe it's just because I've seen it more than the others. Um, but I really liked five. Um, five is a lot of fun. There's a highway sequence at the beginning of that movie that I think is the like initial, like the initial death that they avoid that all those movies have. So it's like the big opening set piece that's on like a highway and a school bus is like going off the edge or something. I need that, to see five. I've never seen it's it. It's a really impressive scene, but you know, like you said, that roller coaster is so good. The tanning beds, like all that stuff really sticks in my mind very well. Um, so my number four is Friday the 13th part two. Huh. Um, I think this is the best of that series. So you've got my best and my worst from that series. Um, and kind of like Happy Death Day, like it's a sequel that really you don't need, you know, because you just watch that first Friday the 13th and like this is for he dies and like that's the story and it's over. Let's go home. And in retrospect, I know it's, it feels weird for us because these decisions were made before we were born. And so for us, Jason is synonymous with Friday the 13th. But I imagine it must have felt like a really stupid decision to be like, what if the boy that drowned didn't drown and is now an adult and going to kill people? Yeah. And yet it really works. And it's really, I think iconic. And I think the characters are a lot of fun. 
I love um, the character Ginny, played by Amy Steele, who's the final girl of that movie. I think she's great. The kills are really fun. Um, though I do wish we had seen the uncut versions because I think the MPAA went pretty hard on that movie. But for me, that's like quintessential Friday the 13th. That's uh, that's another one of those that we were talking about where you you don't have to ex- necessarily explain why the drowned kid in the first one is now killing <laughs> yeah, people. Sure. Just accept it for what it is. You just have to is. go with it. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're just going to get a headache. Yeah. So just be like, he lived. Okay. Yeah, he's not dead, I guess. And the timeline, it's only been five years, but now it's it's been 30 years. But now he's a grown adult. Whatever. It's fine. Let's just that watch him kill That works because people. he does drown much earlier no, than yeah, the he, events of the first film. The timeline works. <laughs> to, uh, to a point. You don't have to have a child living in the woods for 20-something years not killing anybody to become that grown of a man. Yeah, again, here we go. He wasn't to, all there. <laughs> here we go trying to justify it, making it logic. You just can't. Uh, my number three is one that definitely will not be on your list without a doubt. Uh, think, what's that? I think you skipped one. Are you supposed to be on four? Because that was uh, my. Oh, I'm sorry. Four. I apologize. I was. I had my my list written that wrong. Um, four would be one you definitely don't have on your list. Uh, Devil's Rejects. You don't like. You're not a big <laughs> zombie guy. So I already knew no. that one wasn't going to be on yours. But for me. I I like his style. I know it's it, he's very hit or miss. People either really en- yeah. enjoy his style or you don't. There's not kind of like you don't casually put on <laughs> a, a Rob Zombie movie. You either have the intent to watch it or you don't. It's not just a oh, I'm just putting House of a Thousand Corpses on in the I'm background. Just put it on while I vacuum. Yeah, I'm doing laundry. Let me put on House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, just and the could you imagine how big of a party ruiner that would be for people who don't <laughs> like horror movies? You having a house party in the background is just devil's rejects going on. That scene where like um, the the guy, because I know their names, uh, like puts <laughs> the gun in the woman's yeah. um, down there area. So she's yeah. trying to have a party. She's putting that scene on. Yeah, a nice cocktail party. How's the dip, Tom? Everyone's just over here eating chips, just staring <laughs> at the TV, just horrified. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? But I like I like devil's rejects because that, this might tie into more nostalgia thing. And I think it'd be interesting to talk about for an episode to talk about what part, what you think affects your horror tastes. And I think this is one thing that definitely could affect it is I remember being a kid and the devil's rejects came out and my dad, like a good parent when Uh, it was on was like, get out of here, go to your room, do whatever you want. hmm. And so like, I would peek around the corner. He'd like, get out of here, go. And then you'd find some excuse to go to the kitchen just so you could see another 10 seconds of it, whatever. And I feel like that gave me that itch that you have as a kid where it's like, I'm not supposed to do this. This is wrong. I want to see it even more. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with that movie. So by the time I finally saw it, I was probably, I don't know, 14, 15, something like that. And I did not know that it, I did not know it had anything to do with House of Thousand Corpse. I'd never seen that before. So I watched Devil's Rejects and I just love that style. And again, it it probably ties more into the fact that I was told at a young age, like, don't you can't see this. So by the time I saw it, I thought it was awesome because I heard it was just it was so bad. I couldn't sit in there and watch with my parents and you get it and you're a teenager and you it's got all this profanity and nudity and it's wild. And you're like every horror movie you've seen to that point has never done that. So I 
I think that's half nostalgia, half I really like Rob Zombie movies. I, it's a again, it's hit or miss. You either like him or you don't. And I really think that is kind of his pinnacle quintessential movie. He's got some where you watch them and you, I, you can't follow them. House of Dozen Corpses had that style, but it was still kind of gritty and different, kind of trying to figure out where he was. So I think that's like the perfect culmination of his style as Devil's Rejects. Yeah, um, I'm sort of the asshole that's in the middle on Rob Zombie because people either that yeah, like you said, they really like him or they fucking hate him. Like I've met very few people who are just like, oh yeah, I just don't really like his stuff. Like the people that don't like him are not shy about saying it. Uh, <laughs> no. They just like, oh, he's the worst thing ever. Like, okay. Um, I think Rejects is okay. I like the escalation from the first film. I prefer the style of Rejects over Corpses, the grittier kind of thing. And I don't know, there's a lot of intense stuff in there that I like just as a whole. It doesn't do much for me. And I think it's because there's not really a survivor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, where you're kind of just stuck, like every character is just this inhuman, grotesque person, even the one that's supposed to be like your hero. Which is like, that's an interesting inversion. I get what he's doing and I get the appeal of it. It just doesn't do much for me when I'm yeah. just watching this horrible police detective do horrible things to horrible cannibal people. Yeah. But it's fine. I can get into it. Interestingly, my number three is also a Rob Zombie movie. Um, it is the director's cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Ah, you just lost everybody, huh? Yeah, yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dude, I was on Reddit recently and there was a thread about, I don't know why it came up, but somehow that movie came up. And I think I commented, I commented, I commented that I really liked that movie. Man, I've never been downvoted harder. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, it's like, man, I just wanted to say I like this movie. Um, I love this movie. This movie's wild. It's a weird opposite of what I have with like Jason Goes to Hell and Texas Chainsaw 4, where, you know, I kind of said with those movies that I kind of don't know what to make of them. I kind of have that with this Halloween too, where I don't know if I get it, but I know I like it. Like it's <laughs> like it's it's zombies attempt to kind of do like a Kubrick thing. He's clearly looking at stanley kubrick and his films and trying to do something more symbolic and more just kind of not so literal and his previous style was more really gritty and really realistic so i kind of liked the style change i just think it's really interesting i love that laurie that each of the main characters are so fucked up from the previous film because typically with slasher sequels what you'll see if a character comes back, they either die in the first 10 minutes they or they're perfectly fine and just have a whole new group of friends to kill. And it's kind of just repeat. And so I like that Lori, Annie, and Loomis all have severe, like severe PTSD from that first film and are all kind of dealing with it in completely different ways where Lori has this bipolar disorder Annie is a shut-in and never leaves the house. Loomis is in complete denial and has kind of become this weird fame whore. And all that character stuff was so interesting. And I think some of the best writing Zombie has done 
And man, I just love his Michael. I love how just how intense and brutal and just terrifying that Michael is. Yeah, I agree. The way he, I would say, humanized the characters more. So you're talking with their mental pro- issues they had following the first one made made it more realistic. I really like that they made it a human character, whereas they don't just start the sequel and they get to kill and they're fine. And the third one comes and they're fine. The fourth, yeah, no, you get to see the anguish of what going through a day like that would how it would affect different people throughout their life. Yeah. I, I do like how I do. I'm a huge fan of Rob Zombie's Halloween's. I love both of them. I, you're just the only person I know that Halloween two is there, but from <laughs> Rob Zombie, you're like, yes, that's the one <laughs> that's the pinnacle. <laughs> I think it's the second best of the series behind the original. That's, I think that's what I said. That got me downvoted. Oh, pr- <laughs> <laughs> probably it, whatever listeners we have, we just lost three quarters of them for sure. <laughs> Uh, um, my number three, my number three is one where it doesn't fall into the timeline necessarily of the franchise and the franchise for me, it's kind of hit or miss, but paranormal activity marked ones. I loved that movie when I saw it. It's, it's weird. Cause the first one was cool. The first time you see it, I thought I liked that style. I was like, Oh my God. And then you, it was the first time I was old enough to hear the buzz about a horror movie where people at school or you'd hear it around people like, dude, you got to see this movie. And so that was the first, that was a big moment. So the first one was cool. Second one was all right. Third one, it was better than the second I thought involved this cult and everything. And I was in high school. I was going on a date. I was probably 17 or something. And I guess I must've been 18. It was rated R. So I was going to, see some movie with a girl we didn't know what to see and i was like paranormal activity marked ones it's like whatever <laughs> like I, I don't really give a sh- shit about the movie i'm on a date i'm just kind of whatever let's go see a scary movie and halfway through the movie she started talking to me i was like sh- shut up i'm into this movie now <laughs> like this is a good movie like it, it caught me slipping i was like it's gonna be some stupid paranormal activity movie some ripoff marked ones whatever no that movie's good because you get this you're in a whole different community than you see in move in, in movies. It's this poor Hispanic area and they're living in this really tight complex. And you got this one lady below them and they're spying on them because they're teenagers just filming and being ridiculous. And some of the scares they got in that movie, they break into the apartment and they, and they just got their cameras everywhere. And it's, it's just, it felt so like you were there. I know that's the whole point of found footage is to feel like you're there, but you don't really feel it in the first paranormal activity. Um, most found footage films, I never really get that sense, but that one, you kind of feel like you're stuck in it. And to watch someone slowly morph from being normal to becoming that demon, and you know, you already know what's going to happen. It's inevitable. And they it's showing the, at first it's cool. You get to, Think you get things get to float and you got this extra strength and all this stuff and then you realize it's just slowly eating them away i it caught me so off guard i also went in with the lowest expectations and it blew me away when i saw it and after that all the other paranormal activities were horrible but that <laughs> one for whatever reason i'll watch that one over any of the paranormal activities they hmm. whoever made that one did an, an amazing job i think hmm. i've only seen the first one and just found footage isn't my thing. I've never really liked it, but I don't know. Maybe I like that one. It's very hit or miss with me, but that one was definitely different. 
<laughs> that is a, a funny story. Like you went purposely to see a bad movie for a date and then, oh, this is really good. Yeah, she's sitting there like talking like, hey, can we can you go get me some? Like, no, I can't. I'm watching the movie now. I'm invested. <laughs> um, so my number two, which is, uh, I mean, I guess it counts as a sequel. I'm obviously counting it, but it's Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, to me, this is the best of Elm Street. I think this movie is really brilliant it's the first one in that series that i saw so i have a nostalgic factor to it as well and i don't know it's it's a movie that i just i get so sucked into watching it like it's even hard to put into words sometimes which is weird because i have a youtube video about it um but man i just i really really love that movie i find it really compelling and really intense and interesting it's it's New Nightmare is a weird one for me because I came into it super late. So I enjoy it and it's good, but it's never, if I'm putting one on, it's never just a first pick where I'm like, let me pop in this one. But it's, it's, an, that's what's weird is it's, I love that storyline, but I would sooner put on three or four or something than I probably, if I'm grabbing one to just watch, but it, it is a good movie for sure. And uh, my number two is definitely not going to be on your list at <laughs> all because uh, it's not your style of movie. But Hostel Part Two, I <laughs> I love the Hostel movie, the first one, and I love the second one. And it's not necessarily that I like the gore, torture porn, whatever you want to call it, s- style as per se, but I like how real it could be. And that's what I that's what I enjoy. You could easily be backpacking somewhere and have some millionaire pay money to want to kill you. Like that's not that far fetched. Shit like that has happened, will happen. And in the second one, they show the darker the the twist of that. In the first one, you're stuck with the characters. You're getting drugged by these women and getting led to this place where people are paying to kill you. And the second one you're now the killer. You're following the people who have paid the money. They're, they're living normal lives, going to golf, having dinner with their wives and families, all this stuff. They get a text that we got, a, we got someone for you if you want it. And you, bit, and you got all these psychopath millionaires around the world bidding on the chance to be able to kill somebody however they want. And it just gets so weird because there are people that would fucking do that i mean it's very evident people would do that look at sex trafficking and everything that happens in real life people would do those horrific things and now you see this one these two people going and one of them is so revved up to do it and he finally gets there to the moment where he can kill someone he can't do it then you got someone who's so hesitant to do it he can't kill someone he gets in there and he fucking feels it and you see him go crazy and the, just the realism the realism of the person is what gets me more than the realism of the gore. Seeing someone be that twisted, I those kind of movies fascinate me so much to just see the darkness that a human being could actually have. And Hostel Part 2, I think, did the best job with that. Yeah, no, I've never seen any Hostel movie. I think I've maybe seen a scene from one of them where like there's like a naked girl that's like, hanging from ropes and they like split her open and someone like bays in her blood. That's the second one. Oh, that's from two. Okay. Mm. That's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. Um, from hostile. 
yeah, like you said, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, so my number one, so my favorite sequel, uh, we talked about it in the last episode, um, is Scream 2. Um, shock to no one that <laughs> knows me. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Scream is my favorite movie. I think this is a really good sequel to that. I think it continues the story in a really natural, interesting way. I like this killer. I love kind of just everything about it. Yeah. I don't want to ramble too much just because we, we just talked about it in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. If you want to deep dive on Scream, you can check out our previous episode or you go to his channel because, I mean, that's his, that's his shit. If you want to talk Scream, that's the guy to talk to. And my number one is going to be the exact same style that we've tarped, we've touched on it at nauseum probably at this point. And I bet every person listening can guess what my favorite sequel of all time is Freddy versus Jason. Hmm. I say it every time. I love that movie. It is. It's, it's, it's 100% nostalgia. That's all it is. I, that was my first introduction to both of those characters. You get to see them fight it out. No one really wins or loses. It's got a little bit of everything you got for, you know, I was seven or eight years old. You got, had monsters, had boobs, had blood, had fire. It was everything a movie needed. And I saw it at the right time. And it, yeah, number one, without a doubt, sequel. I will put it, I could watch it over any Freddy or Jason movie every time. Freddy versus Jason. It's my number one. Yeah, I think. We, I mean, we've talked about it before. That movie's in kind of an eh place yeah. for me where I like it once the fighting starts. And for me, getting to that point is a slog. Oh, no. I love that movie. And I can watch it objectively and realize how ridiculous it is. But to see it at the time and to remember how I felt as a kid, that movie used to terrify me. And um, I'll... Be- that movie's going to come up a lot. I would imagine this podcast, just like scream bowl for you. Cause that's just, yeah. that's the one that's just stuck with me for forever. But let us know what your lists for best and worst sequels are. I'm very curious people listening, what y'all think. If you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw next generation, good luck. Hmm. Good luck finding it and good luck sitting through it. If you can get through the whole thing, let us know. Oh, it's on a bad streaming service somewhere. <laughs> it's on yeah. like those ones you were mentioning, Cracked or Tubi or whatever. Yeah, I'm, you might be able to find it. I'm going to, you know what? Just for the sake of argument, I'm going to Google it right now and see if I can find an actual streaming service that carries. Texas Chainsaw 2 is on Tubi because that's where I watched it for our episode on that plug for that Next episode. Generation. Let's see. Is there anywhere I can watch it? Voodoo for two dollars. Yeah, Amazon that's Prime. That's too much. Amazon Prime two ninety nine. No. Ah shit! It got sixteen percent Rotten Tomatoes, not a zero. Surprising. Fifty percent with Metacritic. <laughs> says interesting. Sixty percent of Google users liked this movie. <laughs> Right on. Yeah, but how many people? How many of that is like people actually watching the movie? And people just going, "Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre!" Like, dude, and just like doing the thumbs up just because they recognize the title. Would you have guessed that movie only had a six hundred thousand dollar budget? Honestly, sure. that seems expensive for that I'm, movie. I'd be willing to bet two hundred thousand a piece went to McConaughey and Zellweger. Even well, though no, they, they weren't famous at no, the time, I, they got they paid nothing. 
they weren't famous at that point, but my God, compared to everybody else in that film, they were. No, they would not have gotten notch. paid that much. But then I don't know where they could have put that much money towards. <laughs> well, there's a big like plane stunt at the end, right? Am I, for, am I for, <laughs> yeah. remembering that right? No, I'm pretty sure. A lot sure of money went right. to the plane. <laughs> uh, the box office, they made a good chunk of change, only $180,000. So, oh, know. my God. Oh, that's hilarious. My God. But they pulled it pretty quick, right? Like they Almost immediately. Yeah. Almost immediately. Oh, that's always fun. Because it wasn't branded the next. I can't remember what it was called originally. It wasn't the next generation. It had a different title. They hmm. pulled it from theaters, and then when they re-released it like straight to video, they renamed it The Next Generation. But it had an original title to it before they pulled it, and then they decided. They have a collector's edition on sale on oh, Amazon. Okay. It's a Blu-ray collector's two-box set, man. Oh, man. You want me to get that for you? It's, oh, yeah, bummer for yeah. you. You want to, It's got two different film cuts. Ooh. There are different cuts of that movie? <laughs> There's a director's cut with an extra nine oh, minutes. Oh, good. Oh, man. Dude. Nine more minutes of that already too long movie. I'm not kidding with you. We need to do an episode because ah. I swear to God, it says audio commentary with writer director with the director's cut. We have to listen to this commentary. Okay, I dude. would be interested in hearing the commentary. <laughs> Commentaries are always way more fun when the movie's bad. I have got to hear what this lady was saying. You're thinking. either going to get like a, an explanation for what happened and, you, and you'll understand it more and be like, oh, okay, I get what happened here. Or the people who made it are delusional. Oh my like, God. I don't know. Do you know Howard the Duck? Yes. Yes. That 80s movie. The people that made that do not understand how bad of a movie they made. And it is hilarious to see the behind the scenes stuff where they legit think they made a good movie. And it's like, you guys are on something still decades later. <laughs> my God. Unfortunately, the Blu-ray was unavailable. So I'll have to uh, see if I can find it. Mm. <laughs> they just sold too many. Too of bad. Them. Too bad. You know, Maybe there's a box set. Everyone who bought that, them. They have that on there. Everyone who bought it was for sure buying it for the commentary, just like us yeah. going, why the fuck did they make that Well, <laughs> and horror fans are collectors, and it's like, oh, man, I don't have the director's cut of that. Better see <laughs> just, what that's about. And, like, doing it totally begrudgingly. That's, that's fair. That is definitely fair. Wow. Yeah, I got to find the, the director's commentary for that. We will do an episode. We'll get some fans involved. If we get a Patreon going, dude, could you imagine 10 people? sitting oh, through god. that film holy god yeah. well everybody uh sean where can where can they find you it'll all be linked down below but what can they check um, out i have a youtube channel uh just youtube.com slash sean bloomenshine where i review rock and roll kind of stuff horror movies all that good stuff and then instagram same just instagram slash sean bloomenshine where i just usually post kiss or horror collectibles that i have he has a good review of the dirt i recommend people oh, watching god see this is where me and you're gonna split i enjoyed the dirt uh, fuck I... that movie <laughs> i had to watch that again oh, i decided man. to review it and then as soon as i sat down to watch it i was like fuck me that was not a good decision <laughs> oh man uh you can check my podcast out, Parse Artist Podcast, link down below. I got for my 
the audio, I got some videos on my YouTube. It's all linked down. You can find it down there. But every other Wednesday, we got a new horror episode coming up. And let us know what your lists were, how you compare, how you rank, and what topics you want to see us cover next. With that being said, that's all I got. That's the episode for me. Sean, you got anything you want to add? Nope, we're good. All right, guys. Well, we will see you all in another episode.